Here we go. I've been walking with my face turned to the sea. I'm Victor Andre Green, and this is That Free Bunch, a podcast dedicated to sojourners, a social initiative seeking to cultivate solidarity in the Paris community made up of a diverse group of people invested in the intersection of social justice, culture, and politics. Here are some highlights from our soft launch at Cafe Mary Queen. I do what I can, what I can, what I can for my people. While the clown rolls back and the stars feel the night, that's when I'm gonna stand up, take my When breathing is a cause for celebration, a birthday meditation dedicated to George Floyd by Victor Andre Green. Thirty-four wishes for the boy who has a scar in one breath. Release. Today, Victor, you took 34 breaths because breathing is a cause for celebration. On this day, June 1st, your great-great-great-great-great-granddaddy, Kinchin Kitchen Artist, came out of some unnamed womb like a lump of ash and blood. On this day, Harriet Tubman finished her fire on the white folks' plantations. And years later, on this very day, the white folks finished their bombings in Tulsa. And some years later, after all of that, you were born on the same day into the world black. Happy birthday. You learned how to hold your breath on birthdays a long time ago, when you first leaned over icing, when you after leaned over the fire. You watched the orange-yellow dance and try its best to bend towards justice. The rest of your kin called them wishes. When you bent in to blow, and you bent the bent of 10 candles, 18 candles, 28 candles, 34 wishes staked in history, you held and released. You waited. This was your practice. At the age of 10, before the neighborhood white kid pushed you into the deep end of the pool, you made a joke about black kids hating water and how you didn't want to get all ashy. He waited for you to turn. Then he pushed you in just like his daddy pushed you over one Sunday. His daddy wanted you to catch Holy Spirit fire. Jay wanted to watch you struggle in the water. You clumsy fished your body from the deep end of the pool all the way to the shallow end. You ate too much chlorine, spit and coughed out gibberish. You learned then 
you could hold your breath underwater for 11 seconds. Some of God's creatures got to breathe after breath. At the age of 18, the day you learned how to tell the living the best lies we tell about God, you stood behind a podium and told the whole graduating class of 2004. The very fact you are breathing means God isn't done with you. You won a competition saying God isn't instead of God ain't. At the age of 28, you were almost all out of breaths in Durham, North Carolina at Silent Sam and Charlotte for the murder of Keith Lamont Scott, too. You ran away toward the police barricade. They threw you around. A friend put a vinegar-soaked bandana around your face before they arrested him. The riots smelled sour. You could barely breathe. The police protected a statue, and you wondered if you held your breath long enough whether they would protect and serve you the same way. You came up for air. You learned a little breath could lead to two little breaths, could lead to three little breaths, could lead to 11 little breaths, but you could never lead white folk to loving you the same way they loved breathless things. Nobody cared. Then the gas came. Then the milk. Your eyes hurt. Nobody cared. You learned black faces covered with milk don't ever white enough to shield yourself from police. And everyone policed your body. In protest and proposal, they smelled your ash, your runaway, your Harriet. Whose streets? Our streets. The fire came next, for real this time, no poetry. It bent towards the police. Scribbled streaks of ash broke out. All of this made the news. All of this made the morning. And it all made you choke. You knew George Floyd then. You knew him when you lost your breath, when you hummed a holy song, when everything was over and there was a holy hush hanging over the debris of a police force protecting racist statues and no thanks to the donors who paid for them. We failed to pushing it over, they said, and you learned some things were made to never fall and how to hold your breath during a riot, breathe during a riot, run during a riot, kneel during a riot, protect one another during a riot, sing during a riot, dance during a riot, laugh during a riot, church during a riot, say uprise instead of riot. You learned an uprising doesn't carry the same ring as a revival, but it carries the same emergency. At the age of 32, You learned how to hold your breath when Notre Dame Cathedral burned. There were thousands of white folk. They were sad crying, too. A group of them told you why and how you should mourn. You tried to ignore the kinds of white folk who thought they were better than other white folk, and because they knew enough bad white folk to make themselves feel better about themselves. You tried to contort your body into a ventriloquist act and say what they wanted to hear. You said nothing. You left them disappointed. You showed up dressed in cassock black, and the police pushed you back nonetheless because you got too close. But still, you made it on TV. Someone texted you. I saw you on the news. Thank you for being there. You watched it burn, orange-yellow. 
You watch donors come out from hiding and pour their wealth into the hopes their names would forever be stamped as saviors and preservers of stone. You learned how holy places were considered holy because they withstood the test of time and got all the attention from better white folk and never fall. How history and sad crying cornered the market on holy. How you hated the market they made and the mess they refused to fix. You stopped paying attention to the crowds because you saw how holy trampled all over the birds. You watched the fire rage on like someone dropped a bomb, but you paid attention to the carnage of birds. You bent low. Hundreds of pigeons were killed, gushing out blood. Folded wings were epitaphed with footprints. One by one, a massacre of breathless creatures lay dead under the weight of kneeling churchgoers, singing Latin hymns to a fire they prayed would go out from their collective blow. The crowd was affirmed that some buildings won't fall so easily, and you were affirmed that some creatures can't revive. You prayed for other things to die instead, other buildings, other people, everything but the birds. For a second, you felt guilty, until you didn't, until your insides made an orange yellow and gushed with love anger, until the ash stopped mixing with the blood, and you remembered the breath of a candle burning at age 13, and the presence of your Haitian friend and his hometown and their revolution, and his finger prematurely licking the cake icing. The words, Haiti ain't, rose in your chest. So you prayed. You watched one bird, heavy wet, and powdered with ashes, struggle to its feet, stagger out of the crowd, and start looking toward the night sky. You prayed it would fly, and it did. The fire raged on, and you watched the bird, clumsy fish through the sky, out into the distance toward the fire. You remembered what poolside white kids whispered whenever they were forced to face the neck of a survivor, the back of their anger, and the slap of their black wings launching off the pavement. What did we do? He's headed home. George, we're not supposed to be here. I'm tired of holding my breath. I can't breathe. Save your breath. Don't hold your breath. Save your breath. Don't hold your breath. Save your breath. Don't hold your breath. Save your breath. Prophesy to your breath. 34. 35, 36, 37. I learned how to save myself when I came up for air and God said nothing because they said nothing and God said something because they said nothing and God said something because the wind said something and the earth dirged a second sound and the dead tongued a third noise. Victor, We've been holding our breath ever since we sang and sang and sang. 38, 39, 40.
Thank you for joining us. Love like another world is possible. Live like another world is here.